Salutations, everyone, and welcome to another episode of How You Feeling, a podcast dedicated to exploring emotional intelligence in a practical and useful way. We are so excited to be with you today. Today, we're talking about the topic of communication styles, and I think this will be very relevant, especially in our increasingly isolated reality we're living in now. As always, I'm your host, Dr. C. I'm so happy to be here with you. And as always, we're joined by our co-host, Dr. Jeff Haverlin. Jeff, how are you feeling? Hey, well, you know, today I, I'm starting, you know, we're getting to the end of the uh, semester right now. And I think I'm starting to get that feeling of being very, um, really being very busy, um, almost pressured by all of the stuff that needs to get done way too soon. Um, and I don't even feel like I've been procrastinating. It's just kind of all... Sometimes it's weird. And you know this, too, as you, you know, as you teach, when you go to grade, sometimes all of that stuff just by the the flow of the class can sometimes drop on you all at once. And um, it, it makes things a little crazy because it's not like the rest of my life is letting up so I can grade. Sure. <laughs> um, so so busy's really where I'm at right now. What about you? Well, I am um, a little overwhelmed. Um, we. Now that, that um, my wife uh, has her energy back, um, we've started tackling some of the combined to-do lists that our house is requiring. And boy, we started cleaning out the garage because we're still not fully, fully moved in yet. And I feel like every time we clean up one mess, we've created two more in its wake. So uh, definitely wanting to uh, bring some order to the chaos that is my garage right now. But other than that, everything is doing really well. So Good. I have no complaints. Well, that's good. So as we talked about at the beginning of the episode, today we're talking about communication styles. And rather than raining on that parade, Jeff, I'll ask you, what are the what are the, the styles we're talking about today? And how would you define them for our listeners? Well, it's interesting because as I was, you know, I've always looked at it as the four that, that we're going to talk about. But um, I was just kind of messing around and Googling things to see what, you know, was out there. And, and there are definitely different models of communication styles, which I guess makes sense. But um, so the ones we are going to talk specifically about are passive, passive, aggressive, aggressive, and assertive. And so um, I think if I had to look at um, defining being passive, um, I came across this one website that I, I kind of like their language on it that um, it's this idea that it's kind of emotionally dishonest um, and that it starts off by it really is a denial of yourself um, in that you are be, being passive where, you know, I lose, you win, I give up, whatever, you know. So um, that to me is passive. Then you get it's like weird cousin, passive aggressive, which, again, you have this emotionally dishonest thing because you're not really you know, taking care of how you truly feel. And so you might start off being a self um, denier, and then you're going to potentially try to gain that back um, or, you know, through self enhancing. Um, and the problem is, is that expense comes at the car, it comes at the expense of other people. And so that switches the whole notion of I lose you win to now I win and you lose. And so um, then we get into, uh, being aggressive. Um, and when we talk about being aggressive, you know, this is that idea that I lose, you lose, um, that it's not necessarily appropriate in how you're being honest. Um, it's very direct. It can be attacking, blaming. Um, it, 
in theory, it's supposed to enhance yourself. Um, and the problem is, is it also comes at the expense of others. And so it tends to be defined as a very negative thing. Um, however, um, you know, aggressiveness is, is interesting. I think we'll talk about it more as we get going, but, but it, you know, as much as it can be, or is typically construed as a negative thing, it, you know, it doesn't some, you know, sometimes it doesn't hurt to have that aggressiveness. And so sure. the, the last one, um, we're going to talk about is being assertive. Um, you know, this is that guy thing we'd all love to get to that we are appropriately honest. Um, we are very direct in our communication. We're not trying to beat around the bush. Um, we have, it, it allows us to be self-confident. Um, we're, we're able to see how everybody else is feeling in it or, or what the emotions are. And so with this one, it's kind of that um, kumbaya moment where if I win, you win too. Um, yeah. So that, that's where we start off with the definitions. And so, you know, why don't we just jump right from that then and say, sure. you know, what what would you say um, are some of the results um, or and examples of each of these communication styles? Sure. So yeah, I'll attack uh, the the examples first. And I think, you know, we, we talked a few episodes ago about verbal and nonverbal feedback and communication. And so I think I'll, I'll give some some of those. So we'll do verbal and nonverbal examples. Uh, and then I'll give some results. And then of course, when I'm done, if I missed anything, by all means, uh, fill in the blanks. Um, but when I think passive, you know, I'm thinking someone who, who just wants to avoid conflict at all costs. And so typically that might manifest itself as poor eye contact, um, like a slouched posture, um, maybe turning, you know, closed shoulders, turning, turning from, from direct sort of face-to-face -face, um, personage. Uh, and then kind of what we hear from that a lot of times are things like, uh, I'm sorry, like a lot of apologizing for things that shouldn't be apologized for, or, you know, no, no, you know, uh, you know, uh, this isn't important to me, you know, we can do your thing. You know, it's, it's a lot of submissive, um, and, you know, I think, you know, the results that come from that are, you know, unfortunately, I think when we when we play the passive role the most, the, the result is sort of that volcano, right, where we just keep taking stuff from people and keep not speaking up and continue to to apologize and, and just be in a position of of downtroddenness. And that ultimately, when that last straw sits on on the back of the camel, you know, the, the, the volcano explodes. And I think, you know, a lot of times people who might say, you might describe someone as, boy, you know, people really take advantage of that person. That's sort of a good red flag to, to understand that they're being more passive than not. Um, anything to add on passive? We can do it that way. I can chat and then you can. No, I... I don't think so. I think I, I don't want to add too much to anything because that, that was a good example. Okay. Then we'll, we'll move to passive aggressive because I think that's the order that you took in your definition. Um, and so to me, when I think passive aggressive, um, this is that um, if we can go back to inside out, disgust uh, is very passive aggressive, right? So it's like rolling eyes, um, closed off body language. Like I think when someone's being passive aggressive, a lot of times their posture and their nonverbals are very like defensive, right? Like, 
like they're listening to respond, not to learn, because it's like, oh, let me hear that one buzzword and I can I can fire back off. You know, things that we hear. Um, you know, I, I think this is one of those like, it's fine, it's fine, it, it's whatever. Well, no, I know it's not fine. Like, like what you're saying and what you mean are two different things. And I think that's where passive aggressive really sticks out is, you know, we think that we're we're being compromising when in actuality we're just stoking the flame further because what we're saying is usually under our breath or with sort of a, a, a jagged tone, even though what we're saying is everything's fine, everything's fine. Um, and so again, I always think of disgust in that role. Uh, I mean, you know, I think, I think that the results are, you know, I, I don't, I, I think people who are routinely passive aggressive tend to alienate people because even the best ideas get met with snark and get met with um, sort of that defensive, well, well, you know, I came up with that last week and nobody wanted to do it, that sort of thing. Um, and I think, unfortunately, those that take that style regularly will find themselves being cut off because friends and, and, and loved ones don't like being around largely someone who always needs to have the last word, even if it's one of those, yeah, whatever, whatever, uh, you know, sort of move on from that. Um, so what about you? Anything to add to that? Well, I got to tell you, you know, in my family, my son and I are pretty much carbon copies just removed by, you know, a couple of decades or so. But um, we are very, I noticed very passive aggressive toward one another that um, and it's just in the way we the noises we make or the looks we give each other. Um, and it's almost become this weird automatic thing. And it is very alienating. Um, and we've actually learned to deal with it by just calling each other out like, hey, nice job being passive aggressive there. And then what that tends to do is launch us right into the aggressiveness or laughing, you know, one of the two. But um, right. I think I think we can really I see this happening with um, a lot of times in relationships where it's like, I just don't want to fight about this. I don't want to have this conversation. So fine, whatever. And, and, you know, no matter what, if you verbalize what's in your head when, when you're being passive aggressive, like, you know, the, the fine, whatever, I don't care, so what, you know, if that comes out of your mouth, you kind of um, stoke that fire to put the other person into a place where their communication style could actually change too, to being sure. much more either passive or aggressive. Um, so it's just interesting to me, but, but yeah, this one, I think a lot of us spend a lot of time in passive aggressive land. I, if not a, a lot of us, I'll say for a fact, I absolutely do. I don't necessarily mean to, it kind of helps that I'm, um, very sarcastic. I think that kind of plays into that a little bit, but, um, so yeah, this one does make me laugh cause I live it a lot. Sure. Well, and again, I think, I think it's, a. I don't know that anybody teaches you how to be passively aggressive, but I think it's one of those things that especially like I, I feel like a lot of times folks who like to challenge boundaries or even as kids try to learn boundaries, passive aggressive, you learn it on the job, right? It's that like, you know, mom or dad tells you, well, you know, you shouldn't be playing with that. Yeah. Haha, yeah. What's the big deal? And then all of a sudden something bad happens. It's like, oh, I should have listened to them. That sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so then the next style is aggressive. Um, and I, I think that I can be more concise in all of this, but typically, you know, non-verbally tense body language, right? Like like teeth and fists are clenched or, um, you know, your, your brow is furrowed um, 
perhaps like lots of pointing or just exaggerated body movements. Um, you know, aggressive, those who are being aggressive in their communication style, it's a lot of you, right? Like we talked about I statements a couple episodes ago. Well, like people who are being aggressive are not using I statements. It's you did this and you did that. And, and boy, this wouldn't have happened if you would have just. Um, and so it's sort of trying to prop yourself up by using others as fodder. Um, and so I think that sort of is the, the result of that is people who tend to be more aggressive largely invalidate the feelings and emotions of others. Um, they are quick to tell, very judgy, quick to tell you when you're wrong. And if they do that same thing, it, you know, it's, well, I wasn't taught well enough. You know, there's an excuse for it. Um, and I think a lot of times people rely on, on aggressiveness um, just to, to assert control. Uh, and I, and I think, you know, you mentioned, and then I think we'll talk later that, that maybe there are times when that's necessary, but I think in sort of unbridled aggressiveness, um, I think people are not being useful with it. It's, it's my way or the highway, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so anything more from you on aggressive? Well, I, the thing, I guess, and if now my train of thought might've just left the station here, um, feels like we are an inside out, but, um, the, yeah, the whole aggressive thing, I, for people to just realize um, there may be times for it. It can be appropriate in circumstances. But if you think about how aggressiveness changes your own um, thinking, your own uh, like body language and everything, you know, think of the last person who was incredibly aggressive to you and what did that do to you? And so I think if people can imagine how they're communication style could impact the receiver it might be easier to walk through that and and maybe get rid of the issue at hand um, sure. and i think that's one of the biggest issues with aggressive that it's very hard when somebody is aggressive not to be aggressive back sure. and, and get absolutely nowhere sure yeah when it turns into a screaming i've, I've never seen two people walk away shaking hands after a screaming match. no no <laughs> And then that last style that we've been talking about, and I think this is that optimal style, and it's called assertive. Uh, and I think, as you mentioned before, it's sort of that win-win scenario. Um, and I think when we're being assertive non-verbally, uh, we're doing good eye contact, um, our posture is very confident and upright, our shoulders are back, um, perhaps we're doing um, what I would call like affirmatory gestures. So like head nodding and, and those, those affirmatory grunts, you know, like the, mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like letting you're, you're letting people know that you're listening to them by acknowledging them in the way that you're gesturing back to them. Um, you know, I think verbally um, it is I statement. So when there is a disagreement, uh, people who are being assertive are accountable to their own actions and decisions. And, you know, I acted this way because this is how I saw the situation rather than, I wouldn't have done it if you did, you know, that sort of thing. Um, assertive people know when to say N-O. Uh, assertive people know how to set boundaries. Um, and I think what assertive people do really well is, is ask open-ended questions. So they're looking, again, versus passive or even aggressive folks who are listening to respond. If you're being assertive, you really are listening to learn. And you're asking questions because you want the answer. You're not just asking yes, no to get through the conversation and move on. You're asking because you're trying to learn. And I think uh, if the results of that, typically, you know, I think, again, if this is the optimum position, 
relationships are better. Um, disagreements get get worked through quicker because you're both operating from a place of respect and trying to learn from each other. Um, you know, I think typically you can grow independence through being assertive. Um, you you notice that people are, are, are accountable and taking responsibility for their actions. Uh, and so I think, again, all those, those positive hallmarks we've been talking about in past episodes to this point are either antecedents or consequences of folks who use an assertive communication style. Yeah, I like that take on it. That, that's, that's good. It, um, you know, I one caution and, you know, I could be on my own island in believing this, but um, I think where people can get themselves in a little bit of trouble with assertiveness, you know, you talked about that, that um, listening to hear um, and not being in it just to yes, no, get through the conversation. And sometimes we will find, you know, you can find yourself almost faking this assertiveness to giving sure. back to it. Um, and it's really easy for people to sense that that phony um, kind of uh, representation of assertiveness. So I think it's important that you're careful that it, assertiveness comes from a, a good place. And, you know, one last thing I, I just want to say about assertiveness that I've really kind of come to know the last few years is that, um, you know, assertiveness is an amazing thing. However, it doesn't necessarily always come out in the very best way. You can be assertive and be doing it from a place, even though it's really good intent, your place might not be well-informed or you may have misinformation. And by being assertive, you can um, actually misstep, so to speak. And, sure. and so it's really important that even in being assertive, even though we we look at it as a very, very positive thing, if in being assertive, you offend or harm somebody else, then um, you have to be aware of, of what that assertiveness is doing to others. And if you misstep, you have to be able to back yourself up and be able to respond in a way that, that um, kind of brings the situation back to a good place. And sometimes that's a basic, you know, I'm sorry, I overstepped and I made a mistake and you know, it, so to me, that's just a caution that, that has really come apparent um, in the last couple of years. Sure. Um, and I think it's just important to consider that being assertive is awesome. Just when you're assertive at the wrong time, you're probably going to have to backpedal a bit and do a lot of um, repair in that. Sure. Moment. Sure. Okay. So let, let's, because I, I think you're, you're really on to some good things there. So let me, let me push you and ask you. Uh, when is it okay? And if so, when is it okay to be the other three communication styles? So like, are there times when being passive or passive aggressive or aggressive um, is the right move or, or, or is, is a good move? And if so, when? So I look like, you know, if I start with passive, um, I am, I'm typically not a passive person, but but when I get involved with somebody who is incredibly aggressive, um, if, and that's a big if, if I can keep myself from flipping over to aggressive at that point, um, sometimes you're passive as a way to um, almost save yourself or to get out of the situation or to avoid. Um, and we've all had situations like that where you're like, you know what, you're right, you're right, whatever. 
And even though that moves us into passive aggressive, as soon as I said whatever, but, um, you know, I, I think passiveness can be protective. Um, passiveness can allow you to be exactly what it says, and that's passive, where maybe you don't want to engage. Maybe you don't know enough about what's going on, um, and, and so you don't want to come off saying something that's completely you know, wrong or out of line. Sure. And so passiveness can, can help you in situations like that. Um, but again, it, there's got to be a balance. And I think there's, it's important for that. Um, the other ones like being passive aggressive. Okay. So I told you that my son and I can get uh, like this and we'll call each other out on it. But one of the things passive aggressiveness has helped me do is, you know, there are, and I guess I'm going to pull back into passive a little bit too. I can think of one person. I can probably think of more if I think hard enough, but I can think of one person that when this person is in a mood, um, that mood cannot be, you cannot get over it. You can't get past it. It's going to come out in everything this person says and does. And so if they're around me and I, and I know immediately that, that there will be no wins that day, then I will automatically shift to passive only because I know it's just not, it's not worth it. It's not going to change anything. It's only going to aggravate me if I try to engage. And so passiveness saves me. Now, when my son and I get boxing a little bit, or even my wife and I, um, there are times where I'm passive aggressive because I, I, I know it sounds terrible, but I want to poke the bear and I want to cause that that explosion only because I like things remedied. I like them taken care of. I don't like, Oh, I'm fine. Or, you know, are you mad? No. You know, those fun relationship questions. And I just want, I want to tear off the bandaid. And so if, if, you know, my son says something to me and I'm like, whatever, do whatever you want, you know, then especially with tone and tone really helps here. But, but all of a sudden I've kind of created this conflict that will hopefully move whatever the problem is forward. And so I can use passive aggressiveness as a way to, um, to really move things forward. It's probably not the healthiest thing sometimes, but, sure. um, but I don't know. It's just, maybe it's how I grew up. I'm not quite sure now that I think of it, but, but, you know, that's to me a place for passive aggressiveness. Now, aggressive. Yeah, there's a bottom line when you you know, if it can be a, a number of things. But, you know, if you are being um, and I know I go back to almost like a context of, of a K-12 classroom. But, you know, if you are being bullied, if you are being um, shamed, if you're being physically attacked, um, there are times where being very aggressive in your communication can stave off a problem. Now, the problem with aggressiveness is it can lead to more aggression from the other person. Um, defensive driving is a time to be very aggressive. Um, now, it can be like me where my middle finger becomes my favorite toy while I'm driving, you know, and that's <laughs> probably not the best thing. But, but I think aggressiveness in situations where your gut is telling you that you really need to preserve self at all costs, I think aggressiveness fits importantly in there. Um, so I need your take on it, though. What, what are you thinking in terms of um, these, re, you know, this being those other things? Sure. Well, and, and, and I was nodding along with you because I think everything that you, you said were, were spot on. And, and I think what I'll add to each of those just briefly is 
for passive, you know, to me, it is 100% okay to be passive when the decision is a low risk decision on my end. So if, if my wife comes to me and says, Hey, what are you thinking about for dinner? Here's what I was thinking. If I really and truly don't have inclination one way or another, I am entirely okay submitting to that point and being like, sure, if that sounds good to you, let's rock and roll. Uh, and so I think in cases like that, where the, the decision is very low risk, I think it's okay to be passive. Yeah, uh, I like that. That's, uh, that's good. I like that caveat. What about the other ones? I think for passive aggressive, um, not, not as simple. You know, I, I think, I think passive aggressive, um, maybe even even more so than aggressive is like to me it's the lowest on the spectrum <laughs> because you're right it very much is a poke the bear sort of thing. Um, I know that that I prefer to use passive aggression in like playful poking the bear. So like I know the other night um, my wife and I were were joking around and and um, our 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 infant had just been fed and was sort of resting and. I think I asked her to get me something from the refrigerator. <laughs> no, I'm darn well, it should have been me to get up and do it. Um, and she she gave me that look, and I and I immediately looked back at her, and I was like, eh, I just burnt the baby, that sort of thing. <laughs> the bear. Um, and then, of course, we actually had a very good laugh over it. And I think, you know, I think in cases like that, when you're meaning it to be useful, um, passive aggression can be kind of used to, you know, for inside jokes or, you know, playful banter, that sort yep. of thing. Um, you know, I think aggressive, you know, unfortunately, uh, in a lot of cases, aggressiveness is the rubber band snapping back from too much passivity uh, in a lot of cases. And so I think constructively, you know, it is okay to be aggressive. And, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I was just talking about leadership styles to one of my classes. And I think, you know, sometimes you don't have time to ask everybody for their opinion and you don't have time to do a full powwow brainstorming session. And sometimes you need to just put your foot down and, and make a decision right or wrong so that you can start moving to the next step. And so I think in some cases, yeah, you, you need to be aggressive, especially if um, the people who you are being aggressive towards are not taking you seriously for one reason or another. You know, I think in, in the leadership literature, you would see that y new leaders or young leaders rely on aggression more because they think they need to sort of create an authority presence through being aggressive. Uh, and again, not that it's wrong, because I think when you pick your spots, aggression works very well. Uh, but then, of course, the ultimate sort of use of aggression in my in my neck of the woods is in athletics, right? You, I don't think you can be an elite level athlete and not have some sort of aggressive tendency to pull on. Um, and so I think in certain situations, yes, it is very good to be aggressive because you need to sort of get those juices rolling in that direction. And, and then again, I think, I think we've said a lot about assertive. I think that's our optimal spot. So I think in those other cases, that's when it's okay to be those other communication styles. Now, I will say I'm really glad that you brought up sports because, you know, having, for me, having coached for so many years that it's kind of funny that I didn't even, but, you know, you used to try to get your kids to do that. Like, you're like, oh my God, just give a damn right now. Like, just be aggressive. And when you're coaching young kids, um, sometimes they don't really know 
what that means. Um, and so you're trying to like play harder, play more aggressive, you know, and, sure. and eventually you're like, holy Christ, like I can remember saying to my daughter's team uh, more often than not, like, what the hell, get out there and kick somebody's ass. I can't do this anymore. And so I'm like, I cannot want this more than you. And so you do try to push that aggressiveness. Um, and I think you're right in sports. Oh my God. Especially if you've ever seen somebody play non-aggressively when you know they have the ability oh my gosh that is just almost horrific to watch um, yeah oh for sure for sure <laughs> well and listen i know i know as often as you said it i'm sure i heard it because i i was i was not the best at flipping the switch because i wanted everybody to be friends and you know, <laughs> so yep, yep. You, you see where where my lot in life took me as a result of that absolutely um so um so we need to go so when we talk you kind of like we've talked a lot about being assertive. So how about, is it difficult to be an assertive person? Um, you know, what do you think? Yes. And I think you hit the nail on the head earlier because assertiveness can turn into aggression very easily, I think. Um, and, and I think, um, again, assertion works best when both people are being assertive. Right, like when both people are being clear in their communication uh, and making their their wants and needs known, um, but providing a space where that can be talked about, that's when assertiveness works the best. But I think, unfortunately, to people who know the skill of assertion, um, that can sometimes be looked at as smugness. That can sometimes be looked at as aloofness. That can sometimes be looked at as uh, like a like a moral superiority because well how come you're not getting angry I'm getting angry with you and you know I think again like you said the motivation behind the style choice is really what it's all about and so if you are really and truly trying to move a conversation along and 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 help work towards a solution then assertiveness is always sort of delivered in a right way but I think when you're trying to play the Zen master, when you don't actually have Zen, uh, <laughs> then, then it does become tough. And I think too, you know, and I, I think of like in the customer service perspective where, you know, in your training servers and, and retail workers and other customer service folks, even heck my wife as a nurse, nurses, you know, there are classes that are taught and there are workshops that are given on, I'll say emotional intelligence, but things like, patience and 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 dealing with people that have nothing to do with the skills of what you're dealing with because at the end of the day you don't get to work with everybody who's happy and just wants to buy a pair of shoes or buy a pair of jeans or return something you're going to get people who are mad and they're not mad at you but they're mad at a situation and you're who they're taking it out on and so i think assertive becomes really tough in those situations because you are just eating all kinds of stuff from someone who's just very upset and you have to sit there and take it because your job dictates that you do that. Um, you know, I oftentimes chuckle to think that if nurses or teachers or or even retail customer service workers ever told their customers what they really wanted to, <laughs> you could make an entire reality show out of that. Oh, um, yeah. And so, you know, I, I think it is tough because I think a lot of times you, you know, the, the assertive, assertive dyad tends to happen better in in well-maintained relationships. But I think when people don't know each other that well or or when there is conflict that that can't be that, that isn't worked through yet, uh, it can be tough because you're trying to hold it together in the face of 
extreme aggression or even extreme passivity. You know, I've seen plenty of arguments erupt from just someone being completely, and it's fine. It's fine. Yes. Yes. We can do that. We can. No, like, I want to know what your opinion is. Tell me. <laughs> and so immediately you've just let lift leapt out of assertiveness and into aggression. Absolutely. So, so yeah, that that's what I think. What about you? Yeah. I, to me, it's always a very funny thing. And I love what you said. Like if nurses, teachers, et cetera, were to speak their mind, oh my God, like if that would, that would be possibly one of the best funny reality shows on the planet. Um, just because yes, you do lock a ton in a professional realm. You learn to lock a ton of stuff away because you, you, you know, we've talked about reading the room before, but you know, as much as you'd like to just, you know, put it out there, you also need to be assertive in knowing that that is not what your role is at that time and place. Cause it can cost you so much. And, um, I find it funny because I see a lot of memes right now about parents homeschooling their kids um, and making these comments like the one I love that it was a suburban and on the side it said something like, teacher, you lied. My kids are terrible people, you know, that kind of thing. And so but professionally, you know, we do have to be assertive in our decision making, but we also need to use that assertiveness to realize that certain things can't be said. They're best left internal. And I, I think that's important to understand with assertiveness. You can assert yourself with silence um, and with uh, rerouting conversation um, as much as you can assert yourself by just saying it out loud. Yeah, for sure. So, yes. And so let's let's drill down on that just a little bit more to, 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 to say. So do you think, in your opinion, is someone just one of these things or can 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 someone use all of them at different times right like so like is it more of an evolution where we go through phases of just being one of these things or does a person use all four of these in in normal day-to-day well i would say if i'm coming from um just my own experience uh i truly believe you cycle through these um some days more than others um you know just by myself i know that there are days where I'm, I might be down or I might be angry and I just don't want to deal with it. So I become incredibly passive. Um, I try to offer people an explanation like I'm feeling bitchy right now. So leave me alone, you know, and in they just kind of know that I just I can't deal with it. And so I'm trying to to avoid any kind of conflict. And then, you know, my kids might throw me over the edge and then I go from zero to a thousand, you know, and, and now I am just straight up aggressive, which doesn't work well. Um, or, you know, you flip back and forth with that passive aggressiveness where, you know, it, you're just, you're, you know, you're not getting somewhere with someone. So you're like, fine, whatever, like, you know, whatever you think, you know, apparently you know god spoke to you this morning so let's just go with it you know and and then um that assertiveness i think especially with kids and i know as you're you probably use this with your older daughter but as you get as your kids get older you will play that parent card of um you know here's why why i'm why you don't get to go is because i'm your dad and i just told you that and so sometimes you you know that assertiveness especially in the in the role of a parent 
um, is something I cycle through a lot. So honest to God, I could probably go through all four of these communication styles in a half hour span. Um, sure. And so for me, they very much ebb and flow depending on um, who is poking what bear kind of thing. Sure. Sure. So what would you add to that? No, I, I think that's true. And I think, you know, as I look at this from a leadership perspective, um, you know, I think you have to be able to use all four of these, uh, you know, and I think, again, in sort of the ways that you and I described about when they tend to happen and when they can happen, you know, again, I think all of these work in, in relationship building. And I think in the same way that, you know, an inside out, you can't be happy all the time. You know, you can't be one of these things all the time because it just the situations don't always present themselves, excuse me, that way. Um, and so I think, yeah, I think as we grow on our path towards emotional intelligence, we not only have to learn what each of these styles are and what makes them distinct, but also when to play them right. Like what what is the right time to use them? Because, you know, as you hinted to, you play the aggressive card in a situation where that's not necessary and, and you can start three new fights. Uh, but in some <laughs> cases, putting your foot down is what the situation necessitates. And in that case, everyone's like, oh, all right, he means business. Let's go. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do think you, you need to and you should learn how to use all of these um, in, in, in all of the different contexts you operate under. Yep, I'd agree with that. So, so let's, I guess it's probably time to get into um, putting a bow on this and sure. giving our audience something to do. So, so what are you thinking about that? Uh, well, as far as a bow goes, you know, I think, I think I'll continue to harp on what has become my mantra so far in the last four or five episodes. And I think if people work hard to be active listeners and listen to learn, not respond, that, that more often than not, you will choose the right communication style. Because I think then you're taking the entire situation in and you're not just listening for a buzzword that you can then activate one of these methods. Uh, what about you for a bow? So for me, the bow, I and it's going right off of yours, that idea that you have two ears and one mouth, I think that comes very becomes very important in, in being a good communicator, um, that you are there to listen and to respond to that conversation. But sometimes it means kind of keeping your, your, your mouth shut at least part of the time so you can actually hear um, how that conversation evolves. For sure. Well, good. Well, now we'll turn it on to you, listeners. Uh, and I think, you know, we certainly have talked at length about it. And, and, you know, I think that one of the general themes we've chatted about is the idea that being passive or passive aggressive or aggressive um, can be very easy to flip to because the approach is very simple and it takes a lot more work to be assertive. And so we'll use that idea as our prompt. And we want to hear from you. How, how, what are some ways that you could work to be more assertive? Uh, what are some strategies or or some some emotions you need to tap into or some skills that you've acquired? But what are some of those things that you have done or would like to do to try to become more assertive? And as always, you can send those responses to our podcast email address, howyoufeelingpodcast at gmail.com. How, the letter U, feeling, podcast at gmail.com. Or on Twitter, at huf podcast. And in either case, we would love to hear from you and we would love to respond to you. Uh, Jeff, if people want to find more of you on social media, how can they do it? Um, I am on Twitter at Haverlin J and you. 
And I am also on Twitter, and you can find me at KP Katani. And again, I love talking all things emotional intelligence. I love talking professional wrestling. And lately, I love talking woodworking. So if you have any good woodworking tips, send them my way as I'm trying to get into that a little bit. Uh, so any final thoughts from you, Jeff? Nope. No, I think we've covered this one pretty well. Super. Well, for all of us here at the How You Feeling podcast, we thank you so much for listening. Uh, please take care of yourselves. Please take care of your loved ones. And as always, thanks for listening to How You Feeling.